I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review, speaking with Lindsey Edmonds, Rice Isles women's basketball head coach, who just finished, well, not just, but completed her first season as head coach at Rice. Coach First, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking that. Well, let's get into the the first season as head coach at Rice. How was it for you? <laughs> uh, you know, it, I, I think I've said it a ton. Uh, it was a whirlwind, right? Uh, it was a whirlwind from the time that I got there. Uh, even till now, it's just the whirlwind has changed um, from whether that be uh, hiring your staff to, uh, you know, keeping your players to recruiting new players to uh, the season. Uh, and then now it's like the postseason grind and, and what that looks like. So it's been a whirlwind. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of challenging moments. Uh, we dealt with a lot of adversity uh, this year um, that I don't think I could have even began to foreseen could have all happened in the same year. But but it did. And uh, I hope and pray it makes us all stronger uh, moving into next year um, because of everything that we went through together this this season. And, and part of the adversity, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, some games you only had seven players. Yeah. Uh, how, how was that to manage practices, games with just seven players? Uh, you know, I called a lot of my mentors and I was like, how do I work on uh, team defense and I can't go five on five in practice, you know, and how do I work on rebounding out of a zone and I can't go five on five on practice. So a lot of them were like, uh, I don't know. You got to break it down. You got to do three on three. You got to do four on four. Um, but thank goodness my staff is still in shape. They practice every single day, uh, which helped us get to that five on five, but it also made me lose assistance. Right. And they would try to watch as they were doing things, um, but again, they're in the heat of the moment. They're defending a pick on the ball. They're trying to box out. They're trying to rebound. Um, so it was it was hard because then that left it all on me to see all the things, right? And I can be looking at the defense and think, man, the defense just did great and applauding the defense, but then I couldn't pay attention to the offense who did something wrong, right, because my assistants were, were in practice. So there were some struggles with that. We got really creative. Uh, we also had to shorten practices quite a bit. Uh, we, you know, by the time we hit February, we probably never went over an hour just because we couldn't. Our, our numbers were so low. Uh, I had a reporter ask me one game after a game why I didn't play more people. And I was like, that's all I had. I mean, I had a walk on sitting over there. The other kid you saw had on a boot. The other kid had on a sling. Like they couldn't go in the game. So I played the six that I had available to me. Um, so it was definitely challenging, um, but um, like I said, it, I think it's going to just make it that much tougher moving forward. Well, as of right now, April 14th, what is the status of your players? Are they all healthy now? <laughs> uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, we're getting there. We're not there yet. Obviously, with we had an ACL uh, that happened in December, so she has some ways to go. Um, but, um, some, some off time has been good for, for a couple of players as well. So we've, uh, tomorrow is our last like team workout and we're going to make it fun and, and do relays and Easter egg hunt and stuff like that. So, uh, it won't be too tiring or, uh, body, uh, physicality for them. So, uh, the time off will be good for them. Uh, we, we need, we needed to work on some things in the spring, but we also needed them, their bodies to heal. Um, and so I'm looking forward to having a full roster come, come June when the, they all get here for the summer. Well, just take a few minutes to comment on your healthy players and 
a job they did this season for you. Yeah. You know, I was really proud of everybody that played. They all played a lot of minutes. Uh, they all pushed through um, and, and had to uh, do things that they had never done before. They had to do things outside of their comfort level. Um, but I think Destiny Jackson was a huge um, plus, especially down the stretch. Uh, early on this season, I would come in after the game. I'd be like, Destiny, you took one shot today. Like, we, we can't be successful if you take, you know, one shot. And so along the, along the season, she started to build her confidence and started to realize that we truly had confidence in her. We wanted we want DJ scoring the basketball. We want her distributing the basketball, but we also want her scoring, and we're a better team when she's doing that. So uh, I wrote down some of her stuff because we had our banquet last night. But, I mean, almost averaging 10 points, almost averaging six rebounds, almost averaging five assists. Like, she was – she was a total package for us. Um, she put together more assists this season than any other Al history um, since 2000. Al player in history since 2016. So pretty impressive uh, year for her. I'm really excited about having her uh, for multiple years uh, to come. So that's that's really exciting. I think Ashley Austin uh, transformed her game. Uh, her last two seasons. She had scored 60 points total, uh, and for her to come in and average 16 and a half this year, have multiple 30-night games, um, have, you know, 27 twice, um, you know, got really close to 20 a lot of times as well. She really uh, is a deep – I mean, she really is a matchup problem. If you have a big on her, she can pull you out and play out on the perimeter. If you try to put somebody quicker on her – uh, she can play bully ball uh, and play in the paint as well. So I think she really expanded her game, and she really um, competed uh, at a high level this year for us. So really excited about her. Um, Leah Fisher, uh, she just she's phenomenal, um, and I think had every right to probably be uh, Conference USA Freshman of the Year. Um, you know, she won it three times in, in the season um, for weekly awards, and I, I was hoping that she was going to get it because she played the whole season. I think the young lady that received it at Western Kentucky was a great player. Just unfortunately, her season uh, was ended short, and she, she didn't play the full season. So I, I felt like Malia deserved uh, to be freshman of the year. But she just has so much potential. Her ceiling's so high. The things that she's working on right now, uh, in this offseason are really going to help us and, and help her next year be even more successful. Uh, right now, if you told her, you know, in the last last year, if you would have told her to, like, do certain things in the games that she did in a workout, she could have never done it. It was just natural ability to, to her. But for her to think on how to do it, she she couldn't do it. She's starting to learn how to, to play the game now and learn how to make those moves and those counter moves. Um, so her, her ceiling is, is super high. I'm really excited about her. Uh, Maya coming back from uh, her ACL and not competing, uh, really, I think hit her stride late as well, uh, and got comfortable out there and, and understood her role, um, and understood what she brought to the team and, and knocked down some big time shots for us. So, uh, those were the ones that I felt like were healthy, uh, throughout the, and, and India came in in games and was able to give us a defensive mind. Uh, she always made something happen as soon as she came in on the defensive end. So really excited about what she brings to us defensively. Uh, the others, I felt like Haley, Kate, Lex, uh, Ari, those are the ones that unfortunately just dealt with injuries and they had kind of some up and downs uh, this season. It was your first season as head coach. Did you learn things that maybe you won't do in your second season that you said, Dad, it didn't work? Um, yeah. Something, just things like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think early on some of the games that we were losing, um, I was 
calling the wrong plays or calling the wrong timeouts or running plays for the wrong people in the crunch time, right? And as the season went along, I started to learn my players better. And I started to think like, oh, this play that worked really well at NC State for this shooter doesn't work great for my player here at Rice University. So tweaking plays uh, to fit what worked better for my players uh, and not just what I had seen be successful in the past. Um, So I think, you know, the players got more comfortable in those moments, but I also got more comfortable in those moments on, on when to call the timeouts, on who's number to call. Uh, and who do, who could handle that pressure of needing uh, we need a shot here it is where I'm calling you so I think um, I'll just I'll continue to grow and continue to get better uh, and, and knowing my players uh, and executing down the stretch and despite the adversity the team still earned a first round bye in the conference tournament how proud of you to accomplish that yeah I mean, super proud of them. I, I think, you know, the season at one point looked pretty bleak and we could have all hung our heads and just been like, season's over with, like, let's look forward to next year. Let's talk about next year. This year's not the year. But we we never we never took on that mentality. We actually changed our mindset of like, let's win the day. Um, and whatever that is, if that means we're just lifting that day, like, let's win the day and lifting. If we are doing a shoot around, like, let's win shoot around, like, the games felt too big, so we wanted to, like, get some smaller wins and, and feel, you know, like, see that success. Um, and once we started, like, that mentality, I, I feel like everything kind of shifted for the team. Uh, and, and we really did. We, we battled and competed. Um, and, you know, a couple games that were really, really close down the stretch, if those go a different way, if a couple of games that got canceled didn't get canceled, I mean, maybe we get – we could even maybe be a little bit higher in the, the standing. So I'm, I'm really proud of them for not hanging their heads, for continuing to compete, continuing to show up uh, and figure out how we can get this thing rolling. Let's spring forward. And I'll ask you about your incoming class. Who did you sign? What did they bring to the team? How many did you sign? Mm-hmm. And will that help you get to a full roster for the coming season? Absolutely. Yeah. So we, uh, we signed um, Jazzy Owens, who's out of um, she's out of Dallas. Uh, she is going to be a dynamic combo guard. Uh, she's explosive, really poppy. Um, she can defend. She can get to the rim. Uh, she can also shoot the basketball. But she has like that tenacity, that toughness, the grit that we talk about all the time. So really excited about her. Uh, Dominique Ennis uh, is coming to us from Canada. Her brother played at Rice, um, Dylan Ennis, and his freshman year before he transferred. She comes from a basketball family. She's got brothers that are playing professionally all over the world. Uh, She really just understands the game of basketball. She's a great passer, a great defender, and she can really shoot the lights out from the three-point line. So she could also fit in that combo mold. Uh, She could play on the one if we need her. She could play over on the wing if we need her as well, too. So excited about those two. Uh, we also have a preferred walk-on. Uh, her name is Ashlyn Zhang, uh, coming in from California. Very tough kid, uh, a lefty. Um, she plays on a great AU organization uh, where she plays with some top five kids, top ten kids in the country, and she is not afraid at all. She tells them where to go. She is a leader. Um, she has a presence about herself on the floor. Um, last summer there was a young lady that was like taking all the shots and she went up to her. She's like, you don't have to do it all yourself. Like we got you, like look to your teammates. So I love that toughness about her. Cause this is a top five kid in the country. She's telling this to, and she wasn't scared. So really like what she's bringing to the table. Um, 
We have uh, Haley Adams also coming in from uh, San Antonio, uh, Texas, really versatile player. Uh, we talk about her being a point forward. Uh, she could run the point, but she could also play the four and probably anywhere in between. She is a proven winner. Uh, she's a soccer star. She's competing in track this year. She's uh, Her high school team went the furthest that they've ever went uh, to the state championship before they fell short. Um, so I think, you know, just her toughness and her winning experience that she's bringing to the team and her size, she's a legit 6'1". So bringing that to the team is exciting as well. Uh, Kennedy Clifton coming from Maryland, uh, Virginia area. She played for – high school was in Virginia. She played for Team Takeover out of Maryland for EYBL. Uh, versatile, also six foot, um, can't lefty as well. She can score off the bounce. She can shoot it. She can post up smaller guards. Uh, I like her ability to rebound and defend and the athleticism that she can bring to the team. And last but not least, uh, we have Shelby Hayes coming in from Austin, uh, a true post player um, that can score with her back to the basket that can really help us in this four out one in system that we're trying to play. Uh, she's going to demand a double down there. And so if somebody doubles, it'll leave our shooters wide open for shots. Coach, I think you got Texas players, Canada, California, Maryland. So that I think indicates your ability and connections to recruit everywhere. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think again, uh, my staff has connections everywhere. We, you know, I had assistant come from California. I had assistant come from North Carolina area with me. I had um, someone come from Georgia. So we obviously have a lot of connections all over the place, but Rice's uh, brand uh, carries far, right? I mean, everybody in the country knows how good of a degree Rice is. So that allows us to get on the phone with young ladies from everywhere, um, but I knew I really wanted to te hit Texas hard. I think Hex Texas should be our home base, but it doesn't have to be all that we recruit. And so I I'm excited about adding pieces in from Texas. We, we really didn't have a lot of pieces from Texas. Actually, um, DJ was our only um, kid that was born in Texas that was on our current roster. So I wanted to get some more Texas kids on our roster, um, but I'm excited about being able to recruit nationally every year. Has the announced move to the American already proven uh, dividends? You know, I think by the time we had already, um, by the time we found out about the American, um, we had already signed or had already got commitments from our 22 class. And, and so it, ha it didn't really help with that class, but they're all super excited about the change. It's helping us now moving forward uh, with the 23 classes and, and the transfer portals. Obviously, we're, we're having a couple of conversations. We have one scholarship available, so if it was the right fit, we could, we could take one more, uh, but it'd have to be a, a stud, like a no-brainer that we just couldn't pass up on because we will have a, a very full roster. But I think the American really helps in, in that regard. And without disparaging the current conference, what are some differences between Conference USA and the American Athletic Conference? Yeah, I think um, I think American, like you mentioned, it's a, it's a bigger stage. It, it is a better conference, um, and it's it's known nationally um, and recognized nationally. There's going to be more money from TV contracts that's going to go back to the university. That's going to allow us to do the things that we need to do to uh, to better give to our student athletes, uh, to allow them to have that well-rounded student athlete experience. Um, so excited about that. 
um, excited about not being on road swings, especially being a high academic school. Uh, it's hard when we leave on Wednesdays and don't get home till Saturdays. That That's really tough. So going into the American and playing on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and they're not swings, that that's exciting for our student athletes because uh, they don't have to struggle to keep up as much because we will we'll go there and get back um, much quicker. And so that part will be good. Uh, and not being a, a one-bid league, I, I think that's huge. I mean, again, I think, you know, the, the previous staffs had had a lot of success in regular season, but would potentially, you know, come up short sometimes in, in the conference championship. Uh, when you're in the American, you, you don't have to win the conference tournament championship. You can put together a great preseason non-conference schedule and, and get some wins, get your RPI up. And if you, as long as you compete well in the American uh, and you get yourself playing semifinal or championship day, uh, you can get into the NCAA tournament, and, and that piece is exciting as well. Where are you t in, t in terms of finalizing your non-conference schedule for this coming season? Yeah, we're we're pretty close. Uh, we're pretty close. We got one more uh, to finalize, but um, I'm excited about the the schedule. We're I mean we're going to challenge our young ladies, and uh, I, I like the schedule a whole lot more. Obviously, last year when I got here. Um, there was not a lot on the schedule and I was scrambling trying to get a schedule put together um, and it wasn't easy. But this year having a full year to, to work on it, uh, there's some power fives in there. There's um, some great uh, high majors in there. There's some really good mid majors that are in there. So I'm, I'm really excited about uh, the challenge that I think our non-conference schedule is going to provide this year and, and help us to prepare for uh, Conference USA to, to have more confidence going in, to be tested more, uh, and hopefully be able to squeak out a few more wins. Any destination tournaments for NTEs? Uh, no destination tournaments, but we are doing a California swing, so we'll play two on the road uh, in California. How, how, are you, how active are you in social media? Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty active. I mean, I... I feel like I retweet a lot and I'm on there. Um, so I, I check it and uh, sometimes may not always chime in, but I, I check it and I read. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm pretty active. Do you have any, I'm trying to boost uh, coaches, especially women's basketball coaches for coaches shows and stuff. Like when you go to the American, they're on ESPN plus any thoughts about you having some sort of rice women's basketball content on the channel? Yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome. I think uh, it's one of the things I appeared on uh, Coach Para's radio show at the end of uh, this season, uh, and it got kind of my wheels turning of, like, this is something that uh, I need to, to be doing. Um, so that was actually something that I've been thinking about as well. So I think it would be wonderful to, to do that. Great. Okay, you, you come from NC State. Did you watch the WNBA draft? I did. I did. Yeah, I was, I was locked in. <laughs> And I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you coached you on staff when Alyssa Conane, we were there as well. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on her being drafted? Yeah, I was uh, I was super excited for her. I think a, a great uh, opportunity. She was obviously invited to the green room, so she was there in person. Um, I'm honestly a little shocked uh, that she fell to the second round. I think, again, um, All-American, two-time All-American, uh, you know, all the things that she accomplished over her career. Um, and I saw it firsthand. Uh, I felt, I felt like she was a first rounder, um, but maybe some of it just didn't work out with specific needs. But again, I think she's, you know, people are asking her how she feels about going to a championship team in Seattle. Well, 
she's part of a championship team. She's won it for the past three years uh, that sh she's been at NC State. She's they won the ACC, so she knows a lot about uh, playing on the championship team. She knows a lot about playing with a lot of pieces that can all score. So I think it is actually a really good fit for her. I would just have liked to have seen her to go higher, but I think she can. I think she can make her mark, and I'm really excited for her. When you recruit, this is really on the high end, but do you look at players who, who potentially could play professionally? Yeah, I think you, you know, you want to have players that have those dreams and those goals and those aspirations of, of playing professionally, whether that be here in the States or play over uh, overseas, because you know it, it means something to them. You, you want them to not just do basketball just for for the college piece of it. You want them to, to love the game enough that they could foresee um, playing uh, past that. And, and maybe a great opportunity comes along career-wise that it just doesn't make sense, and, and that's okay. Or um, once they get to that point, maybe their body's, you know, tired. But you don't want them to be like, oh, I would never think about it. Um, I think it just allows them to be that much more competitive in their sport if they have those long-term goals. Almost done with uh, speaking with Coach Lindsey Edmonds of Rice Owls. How's your family? Everybody moving Family's in and great. Adjusted? Family's great. Everybody's doing well. Um, our oldest is finishing up her uh, first grade. Uh, our middle is finishing up pre-K. Uh, and our 20-month-old is in daycare and getting all the germs and being sick all year long, it feels like. But um she just goes with the flow but uh the older two are involved in soccer and gymnastics and uh the middle one wants to do cheer i don't care what they do as long as they're involved in something and they find something that they love and that they're passionate about uh, my oldest could sit and watch basketball with me all day so i know next winter for sure um, we got to get her uh signed up for for basketball but yeah everybody's loving texas my family's driven out several times. They're on their way back again, probably in a week. My in-laws have been out a couple of times. So uh, we're starting to make some friends here in Texas in our neighborhood and, and through our girls with their friends from school. Um, so, yeah, we, we feel adjusted. We, we lo we're loving Texas life. What are, you, what are their plans for you and the staff in terms of recruiting this, I guess, summer offseason? Yeah, we actually head out next weekend. Um, so there's that's our first big weekend that we have. Um, so I'll be headed to Virginia for the EYBL uh, tournament um, with one of the other assistants will be going with me. Uh, Under Armour, I mean, yeah, Under Armour tournaments down in Birmingham. Uh, and then there's a big tournament going on in Texas. So we have two weekends, one weekend in April and the third weekend in May. Uh, we'll be out and about. And then July, obviously, uh, we'll be heading out. So we have a couple of young commitments in, in the 23 class, but we could uh, we could get a couple more depending on what happens with the transfer portal. So we may be looking at some some really, really young kids this summer if everything goes the way that we're expecting it to go with the portal. Uh, we may just be kind of sitting on a couple of commitments and looking at the, the younger kids to build up our database. What's your, do you have a time frame in mind for anybody from the transfer portal? Like, okay, if we don't have anybody by the end of this month, end of May. Yeah, gonna... the, the deadline to go in is May 1st. Um, so I feel like at this point, we, we pretty much know uh, the handful, uh, and I say handful, it's less than a handful, the two to three that we would even be kind of exploring. Um, and so if something didn't happen with those, we would just leave it as it is um, and that our roster would be with the, the 15 with the preferred walk-on that we have. Um, if we get the portal kid, we will go up to 16. 
Um, so again, it's just, it's gotta be the right fit and perfect fit. And there's, there's a couple that are out there that we're going to pursue pretty heavily. Thank you very much, coach. You, you've been a, a rock. You were my first guest when I was host radio show uh, last summer. So I thank you very much for your time and keep me posted because if you do get a coach's show on rightsouth.com or ESPN plus, let okay. me know about it. I'll okay. promote it for you. Awesome. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. It was, it was good to catch up. Thank you, Coach. Take care. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.